Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 98. It is Sunday night, and tomorrow is my return to school. Yes, I'm a teacher. Last week, Easter week, was spring break, and it is now time to go back to school. So, because it's getting late, it's close to midnight, I was actually hoping to be in bed by 11.30, not going to happen, but in order to save time with uh, not writing this before recording this, I am going to go extemporaneous and share with you about my day. It was a Sunday, uh, sunny day, but still very chilly here. My goodness. I don't think it got much beyond 40 or 42 degrees today. And this is what, April 8th? Amazing. Amazing. Nevertheless, it was clear and sunny, so for most of the day at least. And I was able to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. So pull up uh, a chair here by the campfire. We're out in the nature tonight. Uh, make sure you bundle up because it is chilly. And uh, stick with me for a little while and I'll share with you about my day. So my day started really well. Uh, a wonderful Mass this morning. We've been going to this church that is an interesting church. Um, it has a strong African community. I'm not sure specifically what country in Africa, but it is a uh, very vibrant and dynamic and young community. And their choir is the um, the 1115 choir. And that was the mass we went to. So it was a wonderful day, start to the day. And I also had a good start in the sense that I picked up a book that um, I purchased recently. And it was actually one that I purchased at our library in a bag sale, so $2 for a, a bag of books that was overflowing and bursting the bag. Um, and it was actually in the episode that I described the um, encounter with the gentleman that I asked for a ride and, and whom I drove. I don't know what number that is, but you could uh, go back and, and see that. The book is called Stillness, Daily Gifts of Solitude, and it's written by someone named Richard Mahler. And um, the story is that he had an opportunity when he was middle-aged, actually just a year younger than, than I am, he was 47, to go um, to this uh, camp, this, uh, I guess it was a hunting lodge in northern New Mexico out in the mountains, and to be by himself, completely alone in, for 90 days, three months during the winter. And this book is based on his journals and his experience of what that solitude was like. And I just started reading it, but it um, touched me enough so that later in the day, I really wanted to try some of the themes that um, he was describing, um, even in the first chapters of the book. Um, I want to just quote a little bit here. He's actually quoting someone else, an author called Esther Shaler Buchholz, and the book is The Call of Solitude, and she calls it Quiet Alone Time. And she says, few of us are among us are able or willing to rearrange our lives to disappear from sight for 97 days. Yet each of us does have the power to embrace a focused and purposeful silence in our own daily lives, if only for a few minutes at a time. And I was able to enjoy that silence uh, later on in the day when I went for a hike. Now, the last couple of days, um, I last few days, I've been able to get out and walk. And today was truly a hike because it was in a park um, here in central Ohio. We call them metro parks, which are 
generally good-sized parks uh, right in the urban environment. Uh, admission is free, which is wonderful. I think it's our tax dollars that support them, of course. But uh, this is a metro park that is not one that I get to that often. Um, we have one about um, 10, 12 minutes drive from my house that I get to more frequently, um, and that's a smaller one. This is a, kind of a large one, and I was able to get to it today because um, my daughter this time, my 14-year-old, uh, wanted me to drive her and a friend to a movie. Now, we went to the movie theater that we go to all the time, the same theater my son and I were at the other night. Uh, but this time I dropped her and her friend off and went just a few miles north of uh, the theater and went for uh, quite a long walk, actually. Um, I started fairly late, about 6 o'clock, and by this point uh, the sun was still out. Um, the sun doesn't set now until about 8 o'clock. And I um, got started about 6. It was getting overcast and, and certainly cool. I was very grateful that I brought my gloves and had a hood uh, because it was uh, in the upper 30s for most of my walk. Uh, but what was remarkable during the walk, and I walked for um, about an hour and 15, hour and a half um, total. Um, I didn't measure my mileage, but uh, probably three, four miles or so, which is a good walk for me. But what was amazing was how alone I was in this park. Now, this park on a typical Saturday, Sunday in early April, um, if it was about 30 degrees warmer, let's say 60 degrees or maybe 65 degrees, this park would have been packed today. The picnic pavilions and the playgrounds and the trails, and they would have been bustling. But not so today, in part because it was not even 40 degrees, but I really had the park to myself. And it was wonderful because I, I started my hike um, listening to the second half of the album that I was listening to yesterday that I described, Alana Lewandowski and her um, album about Thomas Merton, songs based on his life and using his words. And today was a particular treat because um, some of them even had his own voice mixed into them. So got to hear Merton in his own words and own voice. So that was how my walk started. Um, but once I finished that particular set of uh, songs, um, it was about that time that my wireless Bluetooth headphone ran out of charge. Now, I did plan ahead. I had a wired headphone, but it would have been a little more tricky. But I decided at that point to practice solitude. The park was empty. I, I, it was, I was alone. The evening was, was beginning to deepen. And um, I just turned the music off, turned the sound off, and just listened. And uh, it was wonderful. I, I so deeply uh, experienced the presence of God in the midst of that. My gratitude was, was profound. And I can't say that I saw anything um, amazing that I would have missed. Although I did hear a squirrel close to me, and I looked up, and, and less than five or six feet from me was the squirrel just um, going at a nut. Um, and it was fascinating just to watch, and he, he was completely unfazed by my presence, but it was amazing to just watch one of God's creatures uh, using its instinct, using its skill, using its ability um, to feed itself. And uh, I, I said just a, a, a silent prayer of gratitude in that moment. And, um, you know, my thoughts wandered at times, but for the most part, I, I really tried to quiet my mind and pay attention to what was going on and take a few photographs and 
part of the walk was right at the river's edge and the 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 river is a scenic river and and a pretty unimpeded river um although on the other side of the river there were cars but um it was a, it was high and flowing and muddy and brown and and just a sense of energy and life and vibrancy and i was able to um experience god's presence through that as well now i have to end by saying that um I, before I, I left the park, um, when, it, when the nature center was closing at about 8 o'clock, uh, the park didn't close till 10, so I could have stuck around. But um, it was amazing in this large lot that normally could fit 50 or 60 cars on a sa- Sunday, um, there was my car plus three. So it was, shows you how empty the park was when I was um, concluding my time there. But I um, decided to sit on a rock and, and read a book that I've been uh, reading lately, um, and this is Thomas Merton's Prayers of the Hours. Now, listeners will know that I've been praying the Divine Office and I'm continuing to do so even that Lent has ended, but this is a book of uh, Merton quotes and prayers and hymns and letters um, focused on the prayers of the hours, um, four of those for each of the seven days of the week. And um, I had to smile, and it was, um, I don't call this a God presence moment, I call this a God wink, because um, it happens sometimes when I'm already experiencing the presence of God, so it isn't a moment where it's like, thank you, God, I, I know that you're with me, but it's it's one of those moments of serendipity, or chance, or randomness, or just a convergence, I guess is a good word. And I just think it's God kind of giving me a wink, giving me a smile, giving me a nudge, saying, hey, you know, I, I got I, I got you. I'm here. And um, what was amazing was the psalm, the beginning of the Merton prayer, are the lyrics of this, one of the songs that I have been listening to uh, by Alana Lewandowski. And it's actually the one that I think I posted on the Facebook page just the other day. And I want to conclude by reading this to you um, again, because it's not only are they wonderful words by Merton, but they are also um, a a complete God wink, because this is exactly what I had been listening to, um, just listening to a lot, actually, over the last few days. So here it is. The Lord plays and diverts himself in the garden of his creation. And if we could let go of our own obsession with what we think is the meaning of it all, we might be able to hear God's call and follow God in his mysterious cosmic dance. For the world and time are the dance of the Lord in emptiness. The silence of the spheres is the music of a wedding feast. The more we persist in misunderstanding the phenomenon of life, the more we analyze them out into strange finalities and complex purposes of our own the more we involve ourselves in sadness, absurdity, and despair. But it does not matter much, because no despair of ours can alter the reality of things or stain the joy of the cosmic dance which is always there. Indeed, we are in the midst of it, and it is in the midst of us, for it beats in our very blood, whether we want it to or not. And yet the fact remains that we are invited to forget ourselves on purpose, cast our awful solemnity to the winds, and join in the general dance. What places, outdoors, nature, wild, or maybe just semi-wild, if you're in an urban environment, do you most fully feel God's presence? And when have you experienced solitude lately? 
Have you chosen it during your days? Has it been minutes, hours, days? And lastly, what has been the most recent God wink that you have noticed? Thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.